Bows and flows of angel hair, ice cream castles in the air. Feather canyons everywhere. I looked at clouds that way. But now they only block the sun. They rain and snow on everyone. So many things I would have done, but clouds got in my way. I looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow, it's clouds illusions, I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. These are some of the lyrics from both sides now. A song from... For Judy Collins, written by Joni Mitchell back in the late 1960s. According to the World Meteorological Organization's International Cloud Atlas, more than 100 types of clouds exist. The many variations, however, can be grouped into about 10 basic types depending on their general shape and their altitude in the sky. Thus, the 10 types are low-level clouds. These are cumulus, stratus, and stratocumulus. They lie below about 6,500 feet mean sea level. Mid-level clouds, the altos as we call them, altocumulus, nimbostratus, and altostratus, they form between 6,500 feet and 20,000 feet in the sky. The high-level clouds, cirrus, cirrocumulus, and cirrostratus clouds, they form above 20,000 feet, generally at jet stream level. The cumulonimbus cloud covers all of these. They tower across the low, middle, and upper parts of the atmosphere. Whether you're interested in cloud watching or just curious to know what clouds are overhead, you can find out how to recognize them and what type of weather you can expect from each. Cloud reading is pretty classical. It's happened long before weather forecasting. Cumulus clouds are the clouds you learn how to draw at an early age that serve as the symbol of all clouds, much like the snowflake symbolizes winter. Their tops are rounded, puffy, and a brilliant white when sunlit, while their bottoms are flat and relatively dark. These are the clouds that make up the bulk of spring and summer days after a clear start to the morning. Cumulus are produced by heating of the sun. They produce an upward vertical motion or updraft in the atmosphere, condense, and puff away. Cumulus clouds develop on a clear, sunny day when the sun heats the ground directly below them. This is where they get their nickname of fair-weather clouds. They appear in the late morning, grow, and then disappear toward evening. If cumulus clouds obtain great vertical structure during periods of instability or colder air aloft and balmier air and warm air at the surface, they can become heavy and tower upward. These are called towering cumulus. And typically, these are the forerunners if they continue to develop and mature into the mighty cumulonimbus. However, cumulus clouds are known as fair weather clouds. They decorate the sky and countryside with their bubbly puffs and blue-gray bases. Stratus clouds. Stratus clouds hang low in the sky as a flat, featureless, uniform layer of grayish cloud. They resemble fog that hugs the horizon instead of on the ground. Stratus clouds are, are of horizontal extent. They are layered clouds of gray, rather boring. Stratus clouds are seen on dreary, overcast days and are associated with light mist or drizzle. They are a cloud that can often signal a temperature inversion that lies just above them and are accompanied by lower visibility in fog and certainly affect aviation. Stratocumulus. These are low, puffy, grayish, or whitish clouds. They occur in patches, often with blue sky visible in between. When viewed from underneath, stratocumulus have a dark honeycomb appearance. In winter, they can bring a few snow grains to our local mountains, but generally are not associated with producing precipitation. You're likely to see stratocumulus on cloudy days, or mostly cloudy days. They form when there's weak convection in the atmosphere, typically with an increase in moisture flow, something interacting with terrain. In Vermont, these might be the most common cloud we see during the cold season. Alto cumulus clouds. Now, these are mid-level clouds. 
They're most common clouds at the mid-levels of the atmosphere. You'll recognize them as white or gray patches that dot the sky in large rounded masses or clouds that are lined in parallel bands. They look like the wool or sheep or sheep or scales of mackerel fish. Hence their nicknames, sheepbacks and mackerel skies. Alto cumulus and strata cumulus are often mistaken. Besides alto cumulus being higher up in the sky, another way to tell them apart is by the size of their individual cloud mounds or tufts. Place your hand up to the sky and in the direction of the cloud. If the mound is the size of your thumb, it's alto cumulus. If it's closer to your fist size, it's probably strata cumulus and closer to you. Alto cumulus are often spotted on warm and humid mornings, especially during the summer. They can signal thunderstorms to come later in the day if they take on a deeper elevated cumulus look. Their subgroup name is Alto cumulus castellanus, which can mark a mid-level layer in the atmosphere of strong instability. You may also see them out ahead of cold fronts, in which case they signal the onset of cooler temperatures. Another subgroup of the same clouds, Alto cumulus, are the Alto cumulus standing lenticulars. These are smooth clouds that look like lenses or sometimes like flying saucers, and sometimes can stack up like an offset pan of pancakes. These lenticular clouds indicate interaction at the mid-levels with the atmosphere produced by terrain and generally form downwind or downflow from mountain barriers. They form to the lee of these mountain ranges and they are indicative of a high-speed flow, a stable flow, of turbulence and high winds. Altostratus appear as gray or bluish-gray sheets of cloud that partially or totally cover the sky at mid-levels. Even though they cover the sky, you can typically still see the sun as a dimly lit disk behind them, but not enough to shine through to cast shadows on the ground. Altostratus tend to form ahead of a warm or occluded front. They can also occur together with cumulus. Typically, altostratus clouds begin at very high levels, as uh, cirrostratus clouds at cirriform levels, they have a tendency to lower and thicken out ahead of an incoming storm system, with their next state becoming nimbostratus. Typically, a nor'easter will start out as cirrostratus, altostratus, and lower to nimbostratus. Cirrus clouds, like their name suggests, which is Latin for curl of hair, cirrus are thin, white, wispy strands of clouds that streak across the sky. They're at jet stream level high above because cirrus clouds appear above 20,000 feet altitude where low temperatures and low water vapor exist. They are made up of tiny ice crystals rather than water droplets. Cirrus clouds are often associated with high-level jet stream directional shear or speed shear. Cirrus typically occur in fair weather. They can also form out ahead of warm fronts and large-scale storm systems like nor'easters and tropical cyclones, so seeing them can also indicate storms may be coming. NASA's Earth Data site quotes the proverb that sailors learn to warn them of their incoming rainy weather. Mare's tails and mackerel skies make lofty ships to carry low sails. Another cloud in the high cloud family is the cirrocumulus cloud. They have small white patches of clouds often arranged in rows that live at high altitudes and are made up of ice crystals. They're called cloudlets. The individual cloud mounds of cirrocumulus are much smaller than that of altocumulus and stratocumulus and often look like grains. Cirrocumulus clouds are often the least seen but can often indicate a very choppy day aloft for airliners that might be passing above. Cirrocumulus clouds are rare and relatively short-lived, but you'll see them in winter or when it's cold but fair. 
Cirrostratus clouds are typically transparent whitish clouds that veil or cover nearly the entire sky. They're basically a high-level overcast. It's a dead giveaway to distinguishing Cirrostratus is to look for a halo or a ring or circle of light around the sun or the moon. The halo is formed by refraction of the light on the ice particles or ice crystals in the clouds. Similarly, how some dogs form, but an entire circle is created rather than just on either side of the sun or the moon. Cirrostratus clouds indicate that a large amount of moisture is present in the upper levels of the atmosphere at cirriform level. They also generally associated with an approaching warm front. Cumulonimbus. These are the clouds you see in the tropics pretty much all the time, and uh, there are the large mama thunderstorm clouds, if you will. Cumulonimbus clouds are the one of the few clouds that do span the low, middle, and high levels of the atmosphere. They resemble the cumulus clouds from which they form, except they rise into towers with bulging upper portions that look like cauliflower. Cumulonimbus cloud tops are usually always flattened in the shape of an anvil or plume. Their bottoms are often hazy and very dark. These clouds are the harbingers of tumultuous weather. Cumulonimbus clouds are thunderstorm clouds, so if you see one, you can be sure uh, of a distant threat of active weather, which may include heavy rain, hail, and are associated with microburst winds and even tornadoes. Cumulonimbus clouds can have a very low, dark, roiling base, followed by gray-green sky and heavy precipitation accompanied by lightning and thunder. They are the large and always tall vertically as they are associated with the large up-and-down drafts that occur in the atmosphere when well-developed they can produce a more localized collar cloud on their leading edge of their downdraft or their outflow. And well-developed rotating cumulonimbus clouds, or supercells as we call them uh, technically on radar, they can even produce funnel clouds and tornadoes. Cumulonimbus clouds develop from towering cumulus, often as cauliflower thunderheads. They rise and they become glaciated. They get a little bit of a fuzzy appearance at the top. They bang up against the tropopause or the ceiling of the troposphere in the atmosphere. Typically, about the time of glaciation, the anvil spreads out with the high jet stream winds aloft and the rain shaft reaches the ground from the very, very dark base and they produce heavy precipitation, hail, lightning, and this will lead to thunder. Roger Hill, Radio Vermont. Goes and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feathered canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun 